Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I'm excited to have with us again today. We have, uh, we want to welcome back Jen Risley. She is the uh, operations manager at the American Independent Business Alliance. She is an extraordinary human being and one who is just a fantastically aligned uh, colleague. And so I'm grateful to have Jen back on the show today. We'll be talking a little bit about why and how to shop local. So you, you don't want to miss this conversation. Jen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Devin, for having me back. It is great to have you back. Thank you very, very much. Now, uh, Jen, let's just jump in really quickly, if we can, into this shop local. This is something that's really been kind of a hallmark, almost a defining feature of the American Independent Business Alliance, Amoeba, as everyone calls it. Uh, what is the initiative? What are the key points? What do you want us to know about the shop local movement? Yeah, so um, we call it now Shop Indie Local, but it's gone through lots of different iterations over the past 20 years. But from November 1st till really the end of the year, we're trying to remind people to shift as much spending as they can to locally owned businesses. So, you know, from your meals and celebrations to your gifts and your gift making uh, supplies, there's just lots of opportunities that you can, um, you can make those decisions to buy locally. It doesn't have to just be those big gifts. It could be um, what you eat um, during the day. And so we're really just trying to make that um, make that clear to people that um, there's just lots of choices over the holiday season. And, and we're here to help remind you to make those shifts in your spending. Jen, let's talk a little bit about why you think that's important. Uh, you know, it, it seems to you, I suspect, that this is obvious, that it's self-explanatory. But that Amazon buy now button is really, really easy. And mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of places in America, it's getting chilly. It's going to be cold and snowy. And that Amazon button starts to look more and more tempting. Yeah. Why does it matter if we shop local or hit that Amazon buy now button? Yeah, yeah, it is really that it's it's easy for the instant gratification to kind of click in and go, oh, I can get this as convenient. It's it's inexpensive. But when you start to look at the expenses to your local economy and your community, it's easy to kind of frame that, that model in your head. So the more that you spend locally, the more dollars recirculate in your local economy. And that means more more jobs for your community. It could mean a, a summer job for your, you know, your teenager or your, your grandchild. Um, it means more charitable contributions to the causes that you care about. Um, and it, it means um, it could actually potentially influence what your town or your city looks like in terms of land use. So there's lots of things that happen when you choose to buy local. Um, it's not just those connections you make to the local business owners and their staff, like they might know your name. You might really love to talk with them. You might see people you love and know. You might get great advice. So those are things that you know directly influence you. But as you look more and more at the multiplier effect and how that money is going to make an impact later on, how that money 
that you spend locally is going to give a gift back to your community. Um, that's really the, the why behind it. You know, it's, it, it really is possible. Uh, I don't do it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I have, uh, I have an Amazon account, but I have talked to people who don't and, and they live and breathe. They exist as human beings. Uh, it really is quite possible. Uh, it, it, it's kind of inspiring. What are some of the tips you would offer to help people wean themselves, even if it's not to totally eliminate Amazon from their lives? What are some tips that you could coach people to use to make the transition, to move in the direction of moving some of their shopping to local? Yeah, I think one of the biggest opportunities is just to make that statement either to yourself or to one of your families and friends and say, you know what, I really want to shift a little portion of my spending to locally owned businesses. And once you say that out loud, um, you're not, you know, it's not meant to shame you if you mess up, if you hit that, you know, Amazon button, but it is just to make a statement for yourself. Um, ask your friends where they, you know, choose to spend their dollars start small. It could just be um, your next lunch that you eat out or your you know meal that you're preparing. Uh, look for some local options. I know it gets a little bit harder during the winter, but if you go to your local grocers or your local co-op or gee, if you have a winter farmer's market to go to, you're in great shape, but just ask them, you know, what should I try? Um, I know a long time ago, it was uh, someone told me about parsnips and I found this recipe for parsnip cake. So the winter time is a great time to, to test out parsnips. Um, so be adventurous. Um, don't just think about, you know, the big, the big um, things that you buy, but think about the little things and the little, little steps you can make to, to start to shift your spending. Yeah, that's, that's a great suggestion. It, it is tempting to feel a bit defeatist about like, well, I can't possibly do this because Amazon is so convenient, but, yeah. but it, but, if we shift some of our shopping, it, it mm -hmm. makes a difference, right? If all yep. of us do some. And uh, it, if we develop more local relationships and more local patterns, uh, it'll, it'll be easy to continue that trend in our lives over the years. Now, you also serve as the editor for the, the Main Street Journal. And a lot of your focus there is on uh, crowdfunding to support local businesses. Tell us a little bit about your work there. Yeah, so the the, uh, the Main Street Journal is um, through Michael Schumann. So he's a local economist and an author. And so he spends a lot of time looking at how people can move their money from Wall Street to Main Street through investment crowdfunding, through um, where you um, where you live, it could be like what, what your mortgage, um, where you take your mortgage out, what, where you bank, um, how you help maybe a friend who's in debt get out of debt. So there's lots of different ways that you can help people move their money from bigger bigger banks, um, from outside your community to spending or investing your dollars locally. So the work that I do for Amoeba is really just one part of the bigger, you know, ecosystem, the bigger pie of where you're spending, where you're choosing to put your dollars, whether that's, you know, a cash transaction at a register or an investment, um, your retirement funds. So it's all, it's all connected. So it's really great to
be the editor of the Main Street Journal to see like what people are doing um, all over the world in terms of investing locally. Um, so that's been a really great addition to to my work, and I look forward to learning a whole about a whole lot more from people like you. Well, it, it, it is cool. And one of the things that I love that you're doing now is you're publishing a list every, I think it's every week now, right? That yeah, you're publishing that's right. your list of, of kind of new deals that are uh, crowdfund offerings that are uh, local businesses. Uh, right. Obviously, uh, it's a national publication. So they're not all local to me or to you, but they're all local to somebody, right? That's right. That's right. And we also on our website, we have it um, allocated out by region. So if you live in the Southwest, you know, you could see this huge list, but you can go to the Southwest and go, oh, wait, are, is there anything in, you know, in Utah or or in uh, in Arizona? And you can get a little bit closer to where you live. And then you don't have to look so hard on your own. You can go to our list and kind of keep up to keep up the speed with with what new um, crowdfunding opportunities are out there for you. Well, I, I love crowdfunding, as you know. I mean, I'm just uh, a crowdfunding nerd or geek or whatever. Um, but but it is it, it is really a fun thing to get into uh, to actually begin looking at deals and and having an opportunity to support entrepreneurs and make an investment and start thinking about the money you'll make. And it's fun with a lot of the local deals. This is the, the the kind of little known secret that a lot of people who've done some crowdfund investing and maybe they've done some equity deals on WeFunder, but on places like Honeycomb Credit that does a lot of local deals and the SMBX is doing a lot of local deals, they offer debt. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about that is they start paying you back right away. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that great? I mean, it's so fun. You you give somebody 10 bucks or 100 bucks, and like a month later, you get money back. It's like, wait right. a minute. This is kind of working. This is like <laughs> it's a real kind thing. of fun. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yep. And that their success means your success. So that's really connecting yeah. you to your local economy big time. Yeah. I remember um, I, I've moved since I made this investment, but but I invested in a local vegan restaurant in Jacksonville, Florida, where I was living. And my wife and I ate there all the time. Uh, it was across town. It was a 30 minute drive to get there. Uh, and we still were eating there at least once a month uh, because we had made a $100 investment in this company. And yeah. so it just, demonstrated for me that the extraordinary power we we more than gave them enough money in, in profits forget <laughs> revenue we gave right, them right. more than enough money in profits to pay us all back awesome <laughs> right? awesome and, right and so that isn't that just the, the the great thing about a synergy between buying local shopping local mm -hmm. and the work you're doing at the main street journal to celebrate investing locally right Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, well, um, it, it is so fun to think about this. Listen, everybody, I've got with us today. Uh, I, we've got Jen Risley, who is the operations manager for Amoeba, the the American Independent Business Alliance, and she's also the editor of the Main Street Journal, a very well read and very popular 
a journal about local investing and crowdfunding. So um, we're going to come back in a few minutes. We're going to talk to her about her superpower. Uh, but so you don't want to miss this. Stick around uh, after this short message. We'll have a great discussion with her. Learn how to build stronger communities with investment crowdfunding on December 20th at 1 Eastern. Dorian Dickinson, founder and CEO of Funding Hope, will explain how to use investment crowdfunding as a tool for community building. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. We're grateful for the support of our sponsors and co-hosts. Ever wonder if you can raise money with a community round on WeFunder? It may not be as tricky as you think. You can start right now, start in under two minutes. Visit wefunder.s4g.biz or scan the QR code to begin. Give it a try. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are we are so excited. We're having so much fun uh, chatting with Jen Risley. She's the operations manager at Amoeba and and also the uh, editor at the Main Street Journal. And so we're we're grateful to have her back. Uh, Jen, uh, you're doing just uh, some of the most amazing, inspiring, important work. Uh, I'm grateful for all the value you bring, and uh, I, I see you flourishing in your career. I see you flourishing in impact and influence. What is your superpower? <laughs> yeah, I, I think my superpower is seeing connections between different uh, topics, different passions that people have. So just what we were talking about with the connection between shopping local and investing local. Like to me, it's all the same, but um, the opportunity to make those connections for other people. Um, I also love social media, which is probably a strange thing that most people right now are a little frustrated with it. But for me, it is um, an opportunity to just see what everyone is doing out there and, and then learn from it and then package it up in a way that other people get excited about it or can connect to it no matter where they are in the spectrum of local economy work or really any anything. So it is that gathering ideas and sharing them and then repeating. <laughs> like the more that I'm I'm sharing, the more that I'm getting back. And so I, I feel really blessed that I can do that in all of my jobs because I really I love to do the research and I love to find ways to share it. That, that is a great superpower. And, and you know what I see all the time is that people who are very accomplished are the ones that tell me they can do this well. And I'm not sure I'm, I'm one of those people, right? I'm not sure I can make those connections in quite the way you can. So I'm a little jealous, but uh, that just means I'm going to pay close attention to what you're telling me. Uh, first, I want to ask you if, if you can share an experience where perhaps you faced a real challenge. You can identify a challenge and then you realize you solved it through making one of these connections of, of people or ideas to, to get over the hump. Can you share an example of that? Ooh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a really good example that's, you know, popping in my head right now. I think it 
I, for whatever reason, I'm thinking back to my college days. Um, and I wound up going to Kenya um, uh, for a semester program, which was something I've always wanted to do, um, but never had the opportunity just because of, you know, where, you know, living in a household with a single mom, um, we never really had the opportunity to travel um, or really, yeah, just get exposed to different cultures like that. So um, I was able to go through my university and um, having that chance to kind of like see how different life can be, how different life is to so many people around the, around the world. I went from my thinking small in my suburban town to thinking huge and realizing that kind of everything that I ever thought about the world was completely not wrong, but just completely um, limited. Um, so by having that experience and coming back from it with a whole new mind view, um, one of the things that that I took with me from that experience was my relationship to food and just how strange it was when um, my homestay brother you know, was saying, you know, you go to school all day or you go to university, like who stays at home and makes the food, you know? And I started to try to explain, well, you know, we have grocery stores that we go to and, you know, and I just realized as I was trying to explain to him what my reality was, how strange the reality became. Um, so when I came back home and started looking around and going, wow, this is really, seems really wrong to me. Um, I was able to connect with with other people who are doing really great work in my community I was living. Um, and so we started working with some of the local farmers in our community. Back then it was um, bovine growth hormone was was the big uh, the big uh, topic. Um, not so much you know genetically modified organisms or things that came later, but it was just that like thinking about how farmers were producing milk um, and and, learning from them why they weren't happy with going the direction that others were telling them, them to go in terms of their, their local food system. And um, so that was just one great opportunity, you know, to get frustrated with the system, learn from people who were in the system. And then again, sharing what, what I was learning and connecting with other people um, to hopefully change some other people's minds and get them more aware of, of what it is to, you know, whether it's eating local or eating healthy, um, that was a really great experience and taught me a lot that I'm still carrying with me. That, that's a great example. It's a great example. And, you know, I think a lot of people in that situation in Kenya would, would not have been able to reframe their view. You know, I spent two years living abroad, well, three, three years at least now of my life living abroad. And I, I, you know, I learned to appreciate some things, uh, but oftentimes you just find myself looking forward to getting back home and, and having all right. the familiar things. Exactly. And so I, I really honor and respect that ability to, to learn in a more genuine way, to take something, to make that connection meaningfully uh, from, from what you saw into your own life. I wonder... Now, if you could help me and others who may be interested, as I am, in learning to make better connections, if you could give us some tips for becoming better connection makers. Hmm. 
I think it is just, um, if we're talking about, you know, social media or online media, it's just starting with a platform that you're interested in or that you're already use. And I use a lot of hashtags. So I'll just start following a hashtag that is connected with something that I want to learn. So if it's um, cooperatives or it's um, employee-owned businesses, you kind of learn what hashtags people use. And then every day or so, I start to look at the stream of conversation that's happening around that topic. And I'll, on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, um, <laughs> I'll kind of like whatever I want to read later. Um, and then I'll go back to it. So I'll have all these you know, um, different primary resources to look at. And then for me, something that I've been really lucky um, to be able to do is we have a, a weekly paper. And so they let me write um, an article every month. So as I'm looking to see what, what topics are coming up, I know eventually I'm going to have to write something that is accessible to an, enough people in my community. So yeah, I'm learning, but then I have to kind of figure out, okay, my neighbors, are they really going to care about employee-owned businesses? How can I make that a little bit more important to them? Um, so it is that kind of like putting your ear up to social media, um, having questions, but then seeing what other people are, are talking about, and then finding a way, whether it's a blog post or on um, Substack or something that's going to hold you accountable for actually producing something, um, that you can then share with others. Those are great tips. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, I, I look forward to spending a few minutes digesting and, and thinking through some of what you've shared. Um, but I think you know, so many of us use social media as an outlet to vent or uh, a place for entertainment. And it's really intriguing to hear you talk about it as such a productive tool. And I wish more people were doing that. I've got to learn from you and be better at that because I think we all spend a few minutes on, on social media and to make that more productive, useful, valuable time is a really good strategy. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Well, listen, Jen, we're we're just thrilled and grateful that you'd take the time to be with us today. Before we wrap up, I wonder if you'd take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Amoeba and maybe the Main Street Journal and the other things that you're doing so that uh, they can connect with you on social media or otherwise and, and learn from you. Absolutely. I mean, the easiest way is to just reach out to me at uh, Jen Risley at amoeba.net. There's our website right there. Um, but if you email me and just let me know, hey, this is what I'm interested in, um, I can always keep an eye out. I can look for hashtags for you. But um, it really is checking out Amoeba. Um, the Main Street Journal, I can also give you the, the easiest link, but we do have the MainStreetJournal.com, I believe is, is the website, but we are on Substack. Um, we use Facebook and LinkedIn and X um, and Instagram a little bit. Um, not as great at that one, but uh, just reach out is the best way to email me. And um, I'd love to connect and help you get more connected to whatever it is that you're interested in. Well, Jen, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. We we uh, 
enthusiastically support your efforts to encourage people to to do more shopping locally, to do more investing locally, to move their money locally. And yeah, I really appreciate you being here with us during the holiday season to when this is so critically important because so many of us are spending so much money to 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 move some of that spending to uh, to local businesses. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And we want to wish you every success this season and every season in the great work that you're doing at Amoeba and with the Main Street Journal. Oh, thank you so much, Devin. You're wonderful. <laughs> All righty. Let's do some good, shall we?